Hi everyone. Welcome to Martech Brain, a netcore initiative where we speak to the best brains in Martech and delve deep into one topic. My guest today is Vishaka Singh. Vishaka Vishaka is also a good friend. Vishaka has worked as a media professional, launched many brands and been an entrepreneur. She also writes a very popular column Search to Success in Money Control at moneycontrol.com and it's become the top uh, column so do check it out. Her chosen topic for our discussion today is thinking skills and as part of our conversation we're also going to talk about her newest initiative Shift Simple Habits and Ideas for Forward Thinking. So welcome to Martech Brain Vishaka. Thank you Rajesh. Thank you so much for having me over. So uh, let, let's start with uh, Shift basically. So what is the problem that Shift is trying to solve? Uh, shift is, uh, the goal of Shift is to build confidence on individual thinking. So uh, I want to tell you a story actually. Uh, many, many years ago, about 10, 15 years ago, a friend of mine approached to say, let's do marathon running. So I said, okay, but I can't run even half a kilometer. So how can we do even half marathon? So she said, let's join a class. So we actually joined a running class at Piyadarshni Park by Savio. And uh, we started to learn running. Now, everybody who heard, who said that, how come, who takes a running class, right? I mean, you're born to run, right? And why are you taking running class? But what it did was people like us, both me and my friend who could not even run 400 meters, we were able to finish our first half marathon in a long duration, but we were able to finish without any injury. And, and we learned how to keep our posture right and, and build our endurance and everything. So as simple as thinking is, is running is, so is thinking. We think that we know all about thinking, but ultimately we do not know how to take decisions when it comes to taking decisions. So shift's aim is to enable people through habits and ideas that can make them confident decision makers in life. They become confident, critical thinkers about themselves at personal level, as well as professional level, a lot to do with work level as well. So that's why it is called simple habits and ideas for forward thinking, because it is not about just one day of think, critical thinking. So what you're basically saying is that critical thinking is really a skill. Decision making yes. is a skill. Yes. That we can work on and become better at. Yes. And thinking is a skill that can be acquired. We can learn to think. And this comes by doing several little, little things. We are not taught how to think, but you know, like you can learn how to do storytelling. The storytelling in itself is a thinking process. So if you have to become a writer and if you want to become a fictional writer, then you try and start telling and picking up. So you hone certain skills. And in those skills, what you are doing is honing your mind. So the more you give to your mind and I, to simplify, I say, when you come across a new word while you're writing or speaking, how does has the word come to you? It's just suddenly doesn't born in your mind. You would have come across either heard it, seen it, read it, Similarly, the mind keeps absorbing. So if you read Daniel Kahneman's book, which talks about uh, two minds, actually, 
it is one of the way that where you are honing certain parts of your mind which deploy when needed mm-hmm. so that's how you actually scientifically acquire thinking but you come through habits and there's a lot of sciences that have approved it so one basic question here i mean what is really critical thinking so i mean thinking sort of to me is like okay thoughts keep coming into our head but you're taking it one level further than that okay so you have this or creative and critical thinking now what what exactly do you mean by that so i'll explain to you in simple words what the what is critical thinking in as simple as it's your expertise to do or take decisions without any biases hmm. so what critical thinking does is helps you prepare against your own cognitive biases you are capable of understanding a problem you get more determined to learn towards how to find a solution which may not be just a linear thinking but a, a, a more holistic approach of that and it also very critically builds your emotional ability agility i would rather say so your biases so for example if a team member in in a corporate office has been given an assignment and uh, he while the boss is speaking and giving him an assignment he's already thinking of how to do it but they, that might not be the right solution because he's already perceived the boss in a certain manner mm-hmm. and he's already make, taken some decisions so there are these cognitive biases that have happened through him through his own experience with the boss start making him so what a critical thinker becomes is that he listens intently and then try to solve it differently critical thinking is also ex- actually how do you develop it is you bring a lot of mental models together and put them and kind of brings like how uh, it's called connecting the dots so you bring a make a kind of a lattice work to connect all the dots and then you deploy your own solution so it's in fact this is very in, yeah go go ahead sorry vishal so it's essentially no, so it's essentially yeah, a skill to it's essentially a skill to uh, layer your thinking process which deploys different uh, skill sets and brings it to a solution at a particular time so i'll i'll give you some examples later yeah i think what you're basically saying is that all of us have uh, inherent biases which are there and many times we make sort of instantaneous judgments or decisions um partly because of our sort of uh, biases etc and that may not be the right thing for us to do and what critical thinking probably is helping us do is making us more self aware of the biases creating a, a a framework or a process for making decisions i mean um, in your shift you talk about you a process and the social and we'll come back to that in a little bit little time but it's really about self awareness and then using a set of mental models to uh, help you make better decisions yes that's really what your me- mental models they are mental tools which help you make help in decision making these are they so for example if you have to work on a problem many a times to solve a problem the biggest challenge is to understand the problem right to get the question right so you use a tool to understand how can i understand a raising the right question so today in businesses a lot of questions are being raised how to handle a particular situation but sometimes 
to get deeper into understanding of the problem you have to understand tools and empathy and the different layers to come to arrive at the problem then to look for solution so you are even questioning a problem if this is the right problem so that makes the it's it's said and scientists have said it that you know you spend 95% of your time addressing the problem and in 5% to find the solution so that's what critical thinking does so it's not mm. only about emotional or cognitive biases it's also about bringing mental models together it's also about creative thinking and uh, and thinking with uh, agility and understanding the problems so i mean as you were saying i was just thinking back to we are never taught these skills at all i mean it's just assumed that each yeah. of us just sort of yeah. acquires it as we go forward but yes, the fact like that running. this is like running i was never taught running <laughs> Yeah, just assumption is that yeah, you can. Yeah, you that I will run. Just... I was never a sporty child in my childhood. I still can't run, but I did five half marathons. <laughs> so yes, thinking oh, has never think... been taught consciously. But what is being done in schools mm. is that small parts like how to write, how to listen, how to understand. Small, small other parts are being taught to us. So that's how the education does to us. So you start at an early stage. You start developing mental models of your own. so you follow a sports person you understand oh he works like this so therefore you are kind of benchmarking that if i have to be into sports i have to be like this or i have to do certain things like this so it is not that so we are always soaking in but critical thinking brings it all together and says that how this is how you can deploy it so there are not too many uh, courses like you rightly said uh, it's not a subject design thinking which is a different field mm-hmm. uh which is which leads to uh innovation in strategy and in your work and in services and products uh is a step by step definition towards a certain goal and shift is actually a precursor to design thinking okay so how does one sort of go about acquiring it and you've started a a four module course uh, yes. uh of course in this and um that the the three elements the three modules uh, the, which are, are, are the three core pillars of the triangle that you talk about are you as the individual uh the process and the social so yes. just walk us through these three elements uh so one second i'll sorry so yes uh there is a i have tried to give a framework because like you rightly said critical thinking is though it there's a lot of work that you do as a team mm. and as as thinkers but individual it's ultimately an individual's choice how one person thinks so even when you put people for brainstorming there are people who come into a room but each one brings certain skill on the table or idea or thoughts and then collectively you take a decision so the model is exactly like that at the center of the model is you so how you develop your own understanding of thinking and how you work towards your own thought process is where you come into the picture so in critical thinking i whenever people say that vishaka how does one acquire critical thinking and i always say the first step is to think about thinking mm. Mm. to get aware that you know even for and i'm going back to running as an example to get aware that even to learn running i need to hire a coach even though we were 
all are, I mean, who learns running? But now that is accepted because a lot of people are running marathons. So that's accepted that you need to learn training. Similarly, in thinking, you have to understand that you're going towards that process that, okay, let me think. So the minute you start understanding it, then you start noticing what are your challenge areas or which one do you want to work upon? So for example, I was talking to you about listening. Now, listening is a process which seems very simple. We have a year to listen to. But what happens is it's a complex process. So by the time our speaker starts speaking, the kind of listener I would be, I'm already making up decisions in my mind or I'm already arriving at a conclusion. So for example, if my child is speaking to me, I would behave very differently because I know what she's, what she's coming to by the time she finishes. Or when a boss is speaking to me, then I would always think that, okay, what is the deadline he's going to talk about? What is the deadline he's going to, if he's giving a project? So what happens is that, and sometimes these become very judgmental. Mm. So our judgments make us take decision even before things are fully spoken. And that's how you see that when a comedian delivers a joke, even before the joke is complete, pe completed, people start clapping or laughing or people walk out, right? So what, what thinking about thinking does to you is you understand that your listening process is not right. So you work towards saying that, okay, let me not be judgmental. Mm. So that's one step you pick up, right? So what I have explained to you is that you are here on the picture. You have thought about that. I'm going to think about thinking. You move towards the process of your listening. So listening is a process that you are, you are addressing to your own process. Now, how do you take example? For example, somebody has told you, but a friend of mine is uh, into improv comedy. Now, improv as a comedy is something which is not, it's a theater actually. So where you are not have a pre-script that you learn and you go on the stage, but it's all about quickly picking up and doing it. And there, the first thing that they talk about listening is that A, don't be judgmental. B, they always start with and. So suppose you have said something, I will catch on the same sentence and say, and this has happened. So you're improving. Now that's a huge listening skill that it deploys. So what I have introduced here to you is improv as a model, right. mental model to develop your listening skill. Mm -hmm. Now improv comes from my social surrounding. I have watched a theater. So how I am in my ambience is my entire theater to learn from. So that becomes social. So how I'll pick up something from my office, that's my social. Mm -hmm. So all of us are inhale, I mean, human beings are social animals, right? So we all see things we seek, even in the social distancing, which is actually physical distancing, we are always seeking how things are happening around us. So we pick up from those. So the framework that I have designed is a way to say that, okay, look, these are the 15 habits I'm suggesting to you, which fall from different models. But ultimately, even you can pick up. So, for example, uh, basketball, and in basketball, you have a rebound that happens, and a rebounder brings in certain skill, or a musician brings a certain skill in a different thing. So you may pick up those skills from that person, and that becomes a social norm. And there are other things around social in the course, which is about how to look for ideas in your social surrounding, 
how to be uh, with the team to work on your skill, which will help you strengthen things or brainstorm things. So it's not only about individual. So that's how the framework has been designed. I think this is very fascinating because what you're really saying is that this is such a core element to each one of us because we are a interacting with other people all the time. There are decisions which have to be made and uh, whether you're dealing with a customer or a, uh, or a colleague, okay, there are a lot of uh, interactions and every few minutes you're really making some decision or the other. And if we can become better at those decisions, it leads to a better us. Um, and it's a core skill which we can, and I, I probably also as, as you practice this more, you become better at it. Almost yes. like running again. Yes, that is why I have called it as habits. And, uh, and that is why I've simplified it and said that, you know, it is not like, oh, I get this certificate and today I'm a coder. Uh, but you have to keep doing at it. Mm. And you will find the difference at how you are being able to understand. And it, and it happens in all the time, in, in both personal and professional life. It's not just uh, one side because it's your one single mind that is being deployed both at work and in personal life. You are going to tell us a couple of stories. <laughs> In what sense? I have too many stories, but yes, <laughs> my bag is full. I think really bring it to life. So, um, Sorry. any anyone uh, which I think will sort of help people understand the importance of critical thinking. So I'll give you uh, just uh, just yesterday I was having a conversation with uh, somebody who has uh, who is at senior level in her job, and. Uh, and uh, she is quite stable and uh, in, in digital business. Um, yet she was talking to me for uh, somebody to be appointed as a, a placement firm. And I said, why do you want to move into change your job? So she says, no, I'm, I, everything is fine, but I need to do something. And, or maybe I'll do a course. So I said, okay, that's a good idea. You can do a course because everybody is doing a course. Now she started thinking that, okay, she's already some 15 years plus of experience. Um, and she thought maybe I should do some leadership course or things like that. Now she's at a situation where she has to take a call about, or she should do a digital skill course. Um, and uh, I had to, so there are these big words in life that have come, which is brand purpose, personal purpose, but we do not understand what exactly the purpose is. So I, we started working on her interest levels and said that, okay. And we realized that maybe sustainability, which has uh, which has a long-term view in terms of job prospect could be a course and digital sustainability. And, and that's how she's trying to work upon it. So the example I'm giving to you is about how she's deploying it at work. Right. But at the same time, people who are looking at doing courses, even at, at corporate levels, now they are looking at saying that, okay, what how, can I become a coder tomorrow or can I develop this? And my view is, depending on where you are, when you have to take that decision, you have to understand that what is happening in, in the world and then therefore build stories from there. So, uh, and make decisions accordingly. So they are deploying these shift little parts to develop thinking skills for themselves to say that, okay, what can I do? Similarly at, at uh, workplaces, suddenly the scenario has changed a lot. And I was having another discussion with another friend who runs a company and not a friend, actually a client where they're talking about releasing their workspaces. 
And my question is that how will you get your team to interact if you completely release, right? So now the thinking is about, can we create a, a way that once a week, the entire team comes together for interaction and then in bits and pieces, 60 to 70% people come together for interaction for long-term view. Because you are understanding that this is a decision that is not just about saving rent, but it is about developing people's skills. Correct. Right. So there, there are various ways of uh, uh, people are using these things of decision making at work, at individual level and at uh, corporate level, at team levels to work around. Well, it's very fascinating because about uh, three and a half months ago, I had signed up for a course in uh, decisions uh, online um, and um, I'd never thought first that uh, I, at this age, should be learning about how to make decisions. I mean, I've gone through 50 plus years. That's nice. <laughs> and uh, I said, okay, let me, uh, let me uh, go through this course. And I was fascinated because essentially, uh, almost like what you're saying, they broke up the art of decisions uh, into 13 uh, uh, sort of uh, uh, steps or 13 ideas really on how to think about making decisions. And each week they would basically say, okay, learn this and now try to practice it. Um, so they said, we are not going to give you all the 13 skills right away. We're going to give you one skill at a time so that you can learn it. And I realized as I was going through this, that uh, I was, many times we let our biases come into play. We are not thinking through uh, like a simple thing, like, uh, you know, uh, when you make a decision, think through the worst case scenario, uh, what is likely to happen. And then you sort of work towards not letting that happen. Uh, or a pre-mortem. There are so many nice things which are there. Uh, and I think this is a great idea what you've come up with, I think, in terms of thinking. <laughs> yeah, but I still have to make people realize that they still need a trainer to run. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I was going to come to yeah. that. That's basically, I think the hurdle here really is uh, getting people, everyone, we all believe that, you know, yeah. we are just very good at making decisions. Yeah. Uh, and that you know, in fact, uh, this is uh, very scientifically proven. So um, um, I follow work of a fighter pilot, uh, John Boyd, and um, he has written an UDA model. He was a war military strategist. And in fact, uh, his work has been uh, become the kind of 10x for uh, US Air Force. He was there during Korea War. And uh, so it's quite known. And there are lots of, uh, though he didn't leave much of written work, but his UDA model, which is called, which I'm not coming to, uh, is, is what is a beautiful piece of work in terms of strategy. But he, his entire work is based on scientific principles. And I really believe in, he talks about second law of thermodynamics, that if you remain in a particular state, your entropy increases, which essentially you are not moving towards, if you just, I just simplify it, you're not, if a fixed mindset is something that is not going to happen. So critical thinking helps you become a growth mindset where you are able to deploy different models to work towards a growth mindset. So your own metric towards your own measurement, and I'm not talking only personal, but even at professional, changes into a different work together also. So, uh, so that, is, that is why uh, this is, uh, is, is a crucial part of understanding that how it can be broken into steps and be learned. 
yeah i really think that uh, i mean i think it's makes even lot more sense even for younger people they don't have to wait till they are old to develop this skill uh, i think the earlier you learn some of these things they will go a long way in helping you in yes. life yes uh, i i agree totally i ag- agree i want to uh, bring it to marketing essentially yes. uh, you've spent a whole career in in marketing and branding um and what are some of the um, uh, skills that can apply more directly to marketers you know if uh, especially the ones who are starting off their career i mean if uh, the vishaka of today had done this course 20 years ago at the start of your career or vishaka of today had to give advice uh, to the vishaka just joining the workforce uh, as a marketer what would you suggest to her um the biggest thing that i'll suggest to her is that uh, learn empathy Mm-hmm. and empathy is a skill can that it can be acquired again and empathy is not about uh, just understanding your mood right now but empathy is about getting deeper because um, and there's a empathy mapping framework actually there are lots of su- such such of those and i learned empathy mapping only when i i did design thinking uh, the marketer of today is data driven i wish i had access 20 years ago or 15 17 years ago access to data i didn't know when times now was doing very well or when we were not doing well that who is watching me right or who is doing today i know granular data right but at the same time i do not understand because i do not have the skill of empathy so while at one level there is mass personalization is happening at the other level i'm becoming colder and colder and digital is doing that because you are moving away more and more distancing from a physical connection so as a human resource i am used to connections i like to see you i like to touch and feel and experience now digital is not doing that so for any digital marketer and it's not about behavioral science here it's about understanding the person on the other side so if one skill that i have to tell people i would say that be, be practice empathy and if the other skill that i have to say is is become storytellers mm. storytelling is a tough exercise it's not an easy exercise so even if i have to look at my weekly report and if i am not being able to look at that data and uh, analyze and say that what is the story coming out of it nobody will pay attention to me the minute i have a story to tell uh i myself will understand it better and i'll be able to explain to the team better so i think uh, these are the two things i mean storytelling is more of a practice how to do it because the minute you start te- st- telling story about how rajesh comes and opens his email and in the morning the minute you start doing that you start being empathetic towards rajesh so start developing that skill wonderful advice uh, and i hope uh, people can learn i think uh, storytelling is something um which uh, while sort of we we grow up a little bit with it but then um, somewhere down the line we get everyone tells us you have to be data driven data driven decisions data driven everything and somewhere we lose that touch data has to be story no absolutely if data is not telling story then we are doing something wrong because people will stop connecting great i think very well summarized 
Um, so we come to the last bit. Um, yes. Uh, and we end on a lighter note, which I call the five ones. So one future tech uh, or trend that excites you? I think, um, again, uh, future, I think there's huge amount of data and, uh, and uh, mass personalization is what I call is happening. And I feel that uh, if there's more to do with build, building communities together, it will work. That, that is a trend I, I think it's waiting to happen at some point in my view. And it's not like social, yeah. Any, anyone doing that well? Any brand you think is doing that well today where people can learn from them? I see communities on social media, especially only on Facebook, doing far better. Mm. Uh, if they're dedicated communities, while there are a lot of uh, uh, open networks which have happened and they are coming, but uh, people do make up communities on, um, on uh, say, uh, a Slack or other medium and bring people together. But uh, I'm told that Salesforce has a good community uh, platform. I am not witness to this. I was trying to do homework in India with Salesforce. Uh, but I feel that more and more people, and you will see it around your life, even during pandemic, it's we are learning from our community how they are behaving, what they are doing, how should I agree? And our interests, see what has happened is that more and more democratization of knowledge is happening. So anybody can acquire anything, okay? I mean, my 15 year old now can make a ECG machine through a class, which I could not imagine some engineers doing it. Now this democratization of knowledge will only drive people towards interest. And I will be driven towards you because you are interested in thinking because you have done decision making. And that will be done by platforms and trends of technology, which will <clears throat> keep mass personalization yet keep them together. Beautifully put. So, um... Almost like communities of practice, as it were. Yes, um, yes, that's, yes. One tech trend that you're disappointed with. I don't know if you like the answer. <laughs> uh, actually, there are two, but uh, one is obviously voice. I felt that voice could have been, uh, yesterday I was trying to dictate something to my comp and yeah. I realized I'm much faster dictating, uh, writing than writing. dictating. Uh, I also feel that our email has remained linear. Hmm. What it was 10, 12 years ago has, it's the strongest medium to reach. Yet like WhatsApp or other platforms that have come and made our life easier, uh, email has not evolved like that. In fact, we are still deleting more than sending more. And uh, I, think, uh, I think there is a scope of work there. So I said, I, you, I know you may not like this, I'm but grateful. somehow somehow I feel that yeah, yeah, yeah. there is a... No, no, it's a very good point. I think there's a lot of room um, for As a platform, I'm, it's a, yeah, in I, for innovation, because it's a very strong medium and it's very personal. Yes, yes. One good uh, book recommendation for people. This is one of the toughest... <laughs> Toughest question because I, I have so many books to recommend and say that, okay, in, in this category, you read this. Uh, if I have to choose one, I actually, I kept it. And I would say it's uh, inside the nudge unit, which is on uh, behavioral economics. Um, it's about British government formed a team 
to change behavior of people on a large scale. So people who can sign up for pension monies or people who should, how, how they should influence behavior to wear helmet and things like that. So it's, it's an eye opener and it's an easy read. So Inside the Nudge Unit by David Halpern. Yes. In case people want to check it out. Yes. Um, one good person or podcast uh, to follow for people. So I like to uh, go to different people for different things. Um, but one person I keep going back to is not actually a podcast, but more of his website. I'm more of a reader than a mm-hmm. uh, listener. They do have a podcast as well as Marginal Re- Revolution. Yes. By Alex Tabarok. And uh, I think they do a very good job in uh, both giving their own point of view as well as curating a lot of uh, pieces of information. Yeah, great one. Tyler Coven and uh, Alex Tabarok. Yes, yes. Tyler Coven. Yes. I really like to go uh, back to them again and again. Yes. And finally, uh, last question. One key driving belief in your life. Uh, I think uh, to keep life simple by being truthful and being honest and hardworking. It's, uh, it's the driver. That's timeless wisdom. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, great inputs, uh, Vishaka. Uh, thank, thank you very you much. Pleasure. It was a wonderful session. And uh, <clears throat> uh, for everyone who's interested, uh, I think uh, Vishaka's uh, website is uh, habitsforthinking.in. I hope I got that right. right. That's right. So uh, check out the shift course. And I think there's a lot. Uh, Vishaka writes the daily, uh, regular series uh, and the stories are just uh, fantastic. Uh, check out a column at uh, Money Control also. Um, and uh, so thanks for listening. And uh, we'll be back with another episode uh, next week of Martech Brain. It's a Netcore initiative. Thank you. Thank you.